This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? We have an interesting show for you today. Um, the inaugural ATP Cup is underway, and it is forever thrilling. Um, we're going to talk about all things ATP Cup leading up to the Australian Open, which is coming up at the end of January. But first off, I want to say uh, Happy New Year. I hope your holidays were great. Um, I had a great time with family and friends, and I just want to um, say thank you. Um, I'm forever grateful for the listeners and um, for all the support from Believe and all the people in the network uh, for this podcast. And reflecting on it over the holidays really made me you know, feel grateful for not only my listeners, but the company um, Believe Podcast Network. Um, let's start off today with uh, my immediate reaction from the ATP Cup. The ATP Cup um, has really, I didn't know what to expect because the Davis Cup ends the 2019 season and then starting the 2020 season is the ATP Cup, which both of them are for the for country. You are playing for your country, you're playing as a team with your country mates, and I feel like the ATP and tennis in general has really gone this way lately because um, the Laver Cup started a few years back, and now they have the ATP Cup this year. Um, the Davis Cup used to be like the only thing really for you can play for your country, and now there's three things where you can play for your country. Now, the Laver Cup obviously is Team Europe versus Team World. That's a little different, but still, it's still a team aspect and playing for your geographical location. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, the ATP Cup is shockingly unbelievable. Um, I've loved every second I've caught. Um, the shots have been amazing. Um, the play has been very passionate. I don't know if that's just because it's the first year, um, but the the shots have been crazy. There's already been top 10 of the year shots made in this tournament. Um, Paz had one around the... Um, around the um, post on the, of the net. Um, I know Daniil Medvedev had a pickup volley that stopped short. Um, you know, Shapo's been playing out of his mind. There's been unreal matches as well. Um, the Kyrgios and Tsitsipas match was great. Um, like, there's this tennis that's been playing in the ATP Cup has been pretty unbelievable to start the year. And I honestly didn't know if I would like it to start the year because of, I don't know if I'm going to like this before the Australian Open. Um, is it going to be good with the team aspect? But I think 
not only am I a big fan of it, but I believe the players are as well because they're starting the year with their country. It's a little more relaxed way to start the year. Not relaxes in playing, but relaxes in pressure. Um, they're playing for their country. They're playing for a team. You know, they're not just starting alone a new season. They're not, you know, they're not just because the whole year they're alone. The whole year they play alone, they're by themselves, they travel alone, they have their teams, that stuff, but they don't have their country. They don't have their team, um, and they don't have a team of like six other really good players they travel with and stuff like that. So I think this is actually really good for the sport of tennis. I've had a phenomenal time watching it this far. I mean, there's been matches that have been just off the chains, and it hasn't been from you know the Djokovic's or the... Or the Fetters, um, Fetters not even playing in it, or the you know Nadal. Djokovic has had a really good match. Um, the doubles match of Serbia the other day was unbelievable. Um, I believe it was Serbia versus France. It was unreal, and the way you see these players get into it is second to none. Here, I mean, players just don't get into it when they're playing by themselves, but when they're playing with their country, you. You better believe they're into it. Um, the other day, Nadal said that he's been, or it came out that Nadal's been number one in all three decades, um, the 2000s, 2010s, and the 2020s, and his response was, looks like I'm getting old. Um, total typical Nadal response, but nevertheless, he's hasn't skipped a beat. He's played really well. Um, let's get into the final eight hasn't been decided yet of the ATP Cup, but we're getting there. Um the final eight will be decided at, at the end of Wednesday, which is day seven of the ATP Cup. But right now, in the final eight are um, Great Britain, Australia, Russia, and Serbia. There's still four more teams to get in there. Um, very disappointed with the United States. They had a poor showing. Um, obviously, you know, no Jack Sock, no Brian Brothers. But they did have Isner and Taylor Fritz. But it's about it. Um, they didn't have, I mean, compared to the talent that was on the other teams, the U.S. talent really wasn't there. Um, but the final eight is coming up, and it's going to be in Sydney, and it's kind of like the road to Sydney, like the road to London for the ATP finals, but the road to Sydney. And um, really looking forward to seeing who else is there. Um, I think the other reason why this year's ATP Cup is getting a lot of traction, not only is it a new event, so right away the first year of an event, especially on a professional level, is going to be hyped up. It's going to have a lot of... Uh, a lot of good things going for it. It's going to get a lot of attention, but also the wildfires in Australia. And, you know, obviously thoughts go out to everybody affected by that, not only the people, but the um, animals, the animals. Um, it's unbelievable how, how many deaths there's been in the animal world. Um, but so there's been a lot of people donating, and I really think the sport of tennis has really molded Australia together. Um, this is like something for them to look forward to. This is something for them to enjoy their time during this horrific time um, in Australian history. And it's the wildfires have been spreading like crazy. And to see a guy like um, Nick Kyrgios get emotional about it and get really behind his country is amazing to see. And I really think set all you know the arguments and the hatred aside, I think a lot of players on the tour – um, even if they don't like Kyrgios, are really rallying behind him and Alex de Manure and getting behind Australia here. They're donating money, 
And it does, I mean, it helps that the best players in the world are in Australia right now playing in a team event, not playing by themselves, but playing in a team event. And um, they're going to be in Australia for the whole month of January until the Australian Open. So I really think to cope with what's going on right now, this um, this event has really brought a lot of people together. Now, this event does have some new things in it this year. Um, I want to talk about a few of them. And there are four things that are kind of new to the, not new to the tennis world, but um, kind of a trial and error type thing that the Australian Open is doing this year. And I want to talk about um, all four of them. There's four things that have really brought people together. And I want to start with the team zones. So if you notice um, when, when, you know, when people are going for the changeover, they go to their team zones, which are the back of the baselines. Um, they're behind the baselines, but they're team zones, kind of like the Labor Cup has, but it's not, you know, it's not in the middle. It's in the back. And the Labor Cup, they still sit in their seats by the umpire chair. Here they don't. They sit in the back. Um, I kind of like it. And their team gets to talk to them. I think this is really good. Um, On-court coaching um, through technology has been really successful, I believe. I've always been a fan of on-court coaching. I think it should be I think it should be allowed, whether it be headsets or your coach can come down. I think on-court coaching should should be allowed. Every other sport you can coach during the game is going, during the plays, during everything, except for tennis. I don't understand how tennis, um, they just haven't allowed it. Uh, they allowed it in women's in not grand slams, but I think they should allow it for men's, women's. I mean, for such a mental game that tennis is, I don't understand how they haven't allowed coaching thus far. Another great part about the tournament is they have strategy rooms. Um, these strategy rooms are for teams to get together and you know put put their lineups together, see who they're going to play who, um, and really, I mean, there's no other way to put it, bring strategy together to um, beat other teams. I think these are very interesting. Um, obviously, on the tour, you're kind of strategizing the whole time. You don't have like a room for it and film for it, but... Um, I mean, you're by yourself, you're with your, you know, your coaches, they call it your team. Um, but it's not really like a team of all players. It's a team of coach, physician, um, all that stuff. So these strategy rooms are interesting. And, um, I think a lot of players are liking it because they get to, um, you know, look through other players' films. They get to strategize not only their coach, but a bunch of players from their country as well. Um, and then one of the most interesting parts of the um, ATP Cup that I think is the video review. Um, the video replay has really made strides in every other sport other than tennis. Um, tennis has Hawkeye, which um, has made a lot of strides as well, and is very beneficial for the game in my eyes. But they don't have video review like the NFL, like the NBA, like the NHL, like the MLB. They, those all have very big video review. And now you ask, what could they use in tennis for video review? Well, let me tell you. The first time I've seen it used was they used it in, um, in a match the other day and someone foot faulted. And they video reviewed it. And sure enough, he foot faulted. But, I mean, that's an interesting video review right? Um, I don't know how many other ways you can use video review because the only other time I think you would use video review would be, you know, the foot faults. Um, oh, Djokovic did get caught for swinging over the top of the net and contacting the ball on the other side of the net. That's another time video review would be played. Um, but I don't really know 
how many instances you can use video review. I think it's very interesting. I think it's good for that type of stuff. Um, but I don't know um, if there's more than like five ways you could use video review. That's not saying I'm against it because I'm very much for it. I think it's a great idea as long as it doesn't take too long because tennis matches themselves kind of take a long time. Add some video review in there and it's going to take even longer. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, just the month of January in Australia themselves. I think this is really good for the tour. If I haven't made that clear already, um, the ATP Cup, I think, really brings a purpose to coming to Australia early. Um, like, before every major event, there is, you know, preliminary events. There's, for like, for the U.S. Open, there's uh, the City Open in D.C. and um, the Canada Series and just all those types. Cincinnati, there's all these other types of things to get you ready for a tournament and I think playing in Australia and putting another really purposeful tournament in Australia that's more than just like an ATP 1000 or another ATP 500 or 250 or challenger whatever the case may be this gives another purpose to playing where these guys aren't just playing to play these guys are playing for country these guys are playing with their friends these guys are playing on a big stage and I think that's what really is going to make this attractive do it should be everybody Obviously, like, Federer's not playing in it, but Djokovic, Nadal, Sverev, Tsitsipas, all those guys are playing in this. So I think this is a really good lead-up uh, to the Australian Open, and it's really opened my eyes to a few players that I want to get to now that I think are going to have a great 2020. So here is my picks, top five picks to have a great 2020. Um First off, I want to say Denis Shapovalov. Denis Shapovalov has had an outstanding ATP Cup. Um, the shots he's made, he, even the Davis Cup, he really brought another level to Canada's game. And he's really coming as a front runner. It used to be Rayonich being the front runner for um, tennis in Canada. But it is undoubtedly, in my mind, Denis Shapovalov now. So... I think Denis Shapovalov, in my mind, is going to have a phenomenal 2020. Whether that be make a semifinal, I think he's he's going to make a semifinal of a major. That's my that's my idea for Denis Shapovalov. Um, the next one is Grigor Dimitrov. Um, Grigor Dimitrov has been very up and down in his tennis career, but I do think that um, I mean watching him play in this ATP Cup is mind-boggling compared to where he was before the U.S. Open and had a great U.S. Open, had a good fall season after that, um, a lot better than before the U.S. Open, and now he's he's bringing Bulgaria to different levels. Um, he's playing unbelievable, and I do think that Grigor Dimitrov is another one to watch in 2020. Um, another one, this one, the next three are kind of obvious, but I'm, I'm going to put it up there anyway. Um, Stefano Tsitsipas, ever since he um, won the ATP finals in London, he's also been playing really well. And so he's another one I would really watch to make a big push in 2020, whether that be a semifinal or something else. Um, Gael Monfils, I've said this before, the way he's playing, um, his motivational is crazy for how long he's been in on the tour, and now he's starting to play his best stuff. Um, and then Dominic Team, I think, is really getting a rally here. Unfortunately, he had a bad U.S. Open. had a good French Open. But 
I would be careful doubting Dominic team in the future because he looks like he's not skipping a beat and he's connected on all cylinders. Um, I want to go to let's go let's end this baby with uh, Jen's life. Uh, Jen's life. They're both in Australia. Um, they look like they're in Brisbane having a good time. They have a lot of good videos out. They've been active because they're with each other. Um, so they've been active on their Instagram presence. Um, it's good to see. Good to see them back together. Um, I was a little shocked that uh, Svitolina wasn't in um, New Zealand like the rest of them were, but um, I guess that's what you get for being um, the best in the world. So I think she's in Brisbane as well still, um, and I think that's where she's going to practice until um, I think there's some Brisbane stuff going on as well. So um, Gems Life's there. I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, there's been a lot of really good, a lot of really good tennis. If you haven't watched tennis in 2020 yet, I highly recommend you start watching because there's been some unbelievable tennis in the ATP Cup. Um, like I said, Wednesday, January 8th is when they start, um, when they'll know the final eight, and final eight will start on Thursday. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, again, if you want to sponsor this, you can reach out at Believe Podcast either on social media or at Believe.com. That is B L E A V.com. Um, or you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo on both Instagram and Twitter um, at J C O B C E R S O S I M O. And also reach out to me if you want me to talk about something I haven't talked about, or if you want to talk about, um, you know, just stuff I have talked about, but maybe you want to be a guest or maybe you want to, um, want me to talk more in depth. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what, um, you guys want me to say, what you guys want me to talk about, and we can really negotiate some things and really get some good conversations going on this podcast. So, um, have a good start to your 2020 hope all is well and watch the ATP cup and watch the Australian season moving up to the Australian Open. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.